Welcome to Parshas Teruma, where we are going to discuss three ideas about the Mishkan and about ourselves that will build upon each other, getting deeper and deeper and deeper until finally becoming super practical for us to become the ultimate version of ourselves in a really authentic and practical and real way that you can start literally right now in the moment listening to this episode. So I want to start off with the idea that it's a little bit crazy that the entire world, the entire function of the human body, the endocrine system, the nervous system, the brain, the most complex organ in all of nature's creations, the photosynthesis process of how the leaves turn green, all of this crazy complex situations are discussed in the Torah in literally a few psukim, maybe two parakim, of that God made trees, God made man, let there be light. What? Like photoneutrons and atoms zooming through the air, the speed of light is like like completely shortened to Hashem saying let there be light and you'd think like there would be so much discussion that's going on in here and on the detail and how really it's described and what light is and what the human body is and how the bones were formed not just bones and my bones are made from soil but like the calcium and the fact that like now we know with current science how detailed everything is and yet it's like three psukim three lines in the entire Torah and it's describing the most complex thing that there is and then we have the Mishkan, where there are literally five parshas, five paraka. I don't even know how much it is. So much detail. The twisted goat hairs that were dyed in the purple wool, and then the curtains that were made of lavender and scarlet wool, and the beaten gold, and the cups, and they were twisted in out of one solid. All of these details for not only something that is not practical to us right now, Hopefully it will be when the third base of Mikdash is brought down and we have the third base of Mikdash. But the curtains were in the desert part of the Mishkan. We might not even have those specific things or the poles. That had nothing to do with the base of Mikdash. Like, what is going on? How are there so much specifics to the Mishkan? And it was something that was used in the desert. And the human body, which is so specific and it's so practical to us now that science is just discovering some of the most crazy things. How on earth is that not described in more detail? And why is that? This is a very interesting question. If you really think about it, like how on earth is it that we have so many details about the Mishkan in this Parsha? Literally, if you go through the text, which I highly recommend, you're going to see how many details there are about every single little thing so much detail and it answers this question in short in essence is because the purpose of the world is for man and so if the purpose of the world was was man for something else then we would be discussing man because the purpose would be for something else and man would be a part of the discussion but no the purpose of the world is for man and so the things that are for man are very important, like the details and the laws of the things that man has to do. And to take that even a step further, the Mishkan is a metaphor of how man can perfect himself and how man can focus on the little details because the details sometimes are the way to ultimate self-perfection, to ultimate building yourself into the person that you want to be. And we know this from the line, Bilvavi Mishkan Evna. Hashem says, build me a Mishkan in your heart. We know that Hashem dwelled among the people. His Shekhinah would dwell in the Mishkan, among the people. And it ultimately means He's dwelling within us. Within us, with everybody together, inside of our hearts. But if the Shekhinah is dwelling inside of us, 
Then what's the external metaphor here? The external metaphor of the Mishkan is where Hashem was dwelling inside. And we know Hashem dwells inside of us, inside of our soul, inside of our deep, most inner essence. Then the externals of our actions and our bodies and our detailed ways of living is the exact um, equal to the details of the Mishkan. And that tells us that it is super important for us to be focused on details. As much as you could say you are not a detailed person, and as much as you could say that you don't like details and you're a big picture person and details don't bother you and they don't matter to you and you don't like details and they just, who cares about the details? They're important. They're important because it's about the process of perfecting you. And that is a really good lens to start looking at the details in your life and thinking about how can I up level this how can I think about what I'm doing on a more minuscule level how can I be a better person in the tiniest way that no one necessarily has to know about that no one has to see no one knows the process of how the menorah was made you just see a beautiful menorah but I know how it was made I know that the cups all had to be facing the middle or a certain way nobody needs to know that nobody even noticed that but I know because I'm the one that made it. And that's how we need to live our lives. Nobody needs to know that you stopped and you thought of Hashem before you made a bracha on your water. Nobody needs to know. Nobody knows what's going on in your mind. But you know. And that's you building yourself into the most perfect, detail-oriented mishkan that there ever could be. For Hashem ultimately to dwell within you so much deeper. But why is this important? Why, why do we want Hashem to dwell within us? It's a very simple reason. A lot of times in life, when we're not acting the way that we want to be acting, when we're not living up to the way that we know we could be living up, we're not doing the things we want to be doing, a common motivational phrase is used of saying, you know what, like, Hashem is always in front of you, and you should have more yira, and you should have more ava, and you should have more fear of Hashem. And you know what, I'm going to say it, I'm sorry if this triggers anyone, that doesn't always motivate people. It just doesn't. Sometimes when you're very upset about a certain situation and you know there's a little angel on top of your head seeing you from home saying, don't act this way, this is beyond you. You know it, but you're still going to do it anyways because you're so caught in the moment and you're so angry and you're so frustrated. It's so hard to stop yourself. You act like that anyways, even though you know you don't want to. You eat that anyways, even though you know you don't want to. You are late even though you want to be early whatever you fill in the blank with the things that you don't want to be doing in your life what changes when we look at this idea that bilvavi mishkan evna hashem will dwell within you when you work on the perfected details is that that is what makes it so much easier to become the perfected it's this beautiful cycle of knowing that when i it's not hashem is somewhere out there in front of me bilvavi mishkan evna he's inside of me He's within me. And so therefore, when I'm frustrated and I'm able to take a deep breath and I'm able to blow out air and I'm able to just stay calm, whatever the circumstance is, then I'm able to show up as the ideal version of the person I want to be because it's coming from within. It's not that, oh, Hashem is watching me. That doesn't help. That doesn't motivate most people. Maybe it does. But ultimately, it needs to be coming from within. And that's why this idea is so powerful. That in order to have the specific details we want in our life of perfection, the detail-oriented, perfected actions that we all need to be having and living by, they're only going to come when, when Hashem is dwelling, the Shekhinah is dwelling within us. It can be external. That's when the Mishkan is perfected. That's when we're perfected. That's when we can control our actions. That's when we can't be the person we want to be. Do all the things we want to be. Do all the things we want to do. When we realize it's not something external. It's something that's from within. It's coming from within your heart.
And this can apply to anything that you want to be working on. You want to fulfill your potential? You want to do something that you're terrified of doing? Realize that it's not something external to you. It's something that you have within. It's something you already have within yourself. You don't need the right answers, the right method, the right formula that's out there. Something that's out there that's going to give you the answers and and guide you towards success. The answers are within you. And when you start to realize that I have it within me, then it can start coming out into fruition and into reality because it's it's coming from a deeper, realer place. It's so much more authentic when you are acting in a way that's coming from within you as opposed to a way that's being imposed upon you. It's such a deep line. Let's say that again. It's such a different way of showing up in the world when you're acting from what's coming out from within you than from what's being imposed upon you. I should be doing this. I should be doing it. What should I do? What could I do? That's all external talk. I want to do this. That's it. That's internal talk. What do you want inside your heart and inside your soul? That is usually going to be the pathway towards what it is that you can be authentically doing to live your best life, to bring out your full potential, and to be doing what it is that you're meant to be doing here in this world. So now we're going to build on the third idea because this idea will take it to the next level. And that is that the middle bar in the middle of the beams of the Mishkan had to go, in the Pasuk tells us, from one side to the other. And I had to completely go from one side to the other. And not only that, on that Pasuk, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai tells us that that middle bar was actually Yaakov's staff. It's the staff that Yaakov used to cross the Yardin from the very famous Pesach. When he crossed the Yardin with nothing, he was desolate. Everything was stolen from him. Especially also when he was chased by Eliphaz before he met Rachel and all of his wealth was stolen. All he had was his staff. And that's what the Pesach tells us in that line again. And he feels sad like he couldn't give Rachel all the beautiful jewelry. And then he only has his staff when he's crossing. And then... um. And then he has two camps once he crosses the garden. And he's basically saying, Hashem, I've been made small from your kindness. Because I, I just started out with just this one staff that I had. When Eliphaz took everything from me and I and then I came to love him with just this one staff. And now look what I have. Now I have two full camps. Um, and not only that, then he took this staff. This is the same staff that eventually went to Yehuda. It was used by Aaron. It was the staff that was bloomed with the with the almond blossoms and then it was used by david and all the rest of the kings and was hidden until mashiach and it will use there's a passage in isaiah that discusses that mashiach will use the staff to banish the idolaters from the land and this is that staff okay so what is going on here it's a really intense mafarish who cares about this stuff and why is this stuff the middle beam the 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 support beam of the entire Mishkan. And not only that, why is this beam, why does it have to go from one side to the other so specific? Like, why is this, what is what is going on with what this staff is? So, what we have to understand, oh, let's just take the question further. Not only that, in Egypt as well, before they left Mitzrayim, in the Pasuk, it says, Hashem said, eat your Korban Pesach with nothing. Like, be ready to go with your staffs in your hand. Again, we have this mention of the staff, nothing but the staff. And it's it's this staff, and, and we know it's specifically something different because there's two words for a staff. We have a mate and we have a makel. And a mate is something different. We're going to get to that at the end. But this, when it's referring, the one Yaakov is referring to, the, the makel that, that Rabbi Shem Baruchai is referring to, that's the support beam, Yaakov's staff, is a makel. And now we're ready to understand what this stuff really is by looking at the Hebrew word makel. Makel stands for mem kuf lamet me'en kivinu lach. We only place our hope in you. All of our hope we place in you, Hashem. 
It represents that we don't need anything but Hashem. And we're going to see how this ties in so beautifully. Because ultimately, if we want to see that we don't need anything else in the entire world, that is when we're able to transcend all of our limitations and our frustrations and our inhibitions and the things that stop us from being our greatest self is because we think we need other things. And what Hashem is telling us through the story of Yaakov, through the story of the Jewish people, the story of this staff is going to be the staff. That's the main thing, the su- thing that's supporting the entire Mishkan, which we know now is as a metaphor for us ourselves and our, our detailed actions. What is the thing that's going to support you in your life is the fact that you realize you don't need anything other than Hashem. Only Hashem you put your support in. And I, let me tell you from personal experience, this is not easy. This is not simple. It seems like it would be simple in theory in practice it's completely different because there are moments when you'll be so connected to Hashem and you'll feel so deep and you'll feel so powerful and you'll feel so loving and you'll feel such a deep bond and and strength of the connection that you have with you and Hashem but then there are times when you're stressed about other things and that my friend is a lack of me'en olam kevinu lach the fact that you're placing your hope in something else if there's something you're stressed about in your life it means that you think there's something else that Hashem is not in control of it means that you could feel so connected to Hashem and so close to Him but if you're stressed about other things it means really subconsciously you don't think Hashem can help you with this you don't think Hashem is really involved in this and this is something that you have to deal with or someone else has to deal with and Hashem's not really involved there and that's a huge lack in Amuna, and it's normal And it's not to say that as a negative thing. That's because we're human and this is, we have to know the faults we deal with in order to heal them and to change them. The fact that the the Mishkan was supported by this staff means that in order for us to perfect the details of our lives, for us to perfect the version of ourselves that we want to be, our main support beam that goes from one side of our life to the other, that spans the entire Every single element of our entire life has to be the fact that we don't place our hope in anything but Hashem. There is nothing but Hashem. And it's not just, it's not just ain't, ain't od malvado because sometimes it doesn't hit different. What it is, is Hashem, the only thing that can help me is you. Hashem, I'm struggling with all of these things and the only thing that can get me through my struggle is you. I have to pour out everything to you. I have to get to the deepest pits of my heart, my deepest fears, my deepest vulnerabilities, my deepest, most insecure thoughts and pour those out before Hashem because Hashem, I'm giving that to you. I know that all of those deep, dark, scary thoughts, if I'm not putting my trust into you, they're going to control me and then I'm going to be limited and I'm not going to be able to live my best life. I need to completely place all of my hope into you, Hashem, in order for all of my actions to become perfected and to be detail-oriented and to be focused so that Hashem can dwell within me. Do you see how we've built this idea now in the three steps? In order for you to realize that the whole goal of you being a perfected person is to focus on the details. And the only way for you to focus on the details and to be control of yourself in the moment, in the little minuscule details when it's Nobody even knows whether you hit snooze or not. Nobody even knows whether you had a moment of connection to Hashem before you made a bracha. Nobody even knows, but you know. And the only way you are able to accomplish that level of perfected detail is through Hashem dwelling within you. 
And the only way for you to realize that Hashem will dwell within you, that Hashem dwells within you, is to you to realize that there is nothing else. Me'ein kivinu lach. Me'olam kivinu lach. There is nothing else but Hashem. The only thing we can focus on, the only thing that we can hope towards, the only thing that can help us out of every single area of our life is Hashem. And that's Amuna, And that's how we can build this perfected mishkan of ourselves in our hearts, in our bodies, in our souls. And we see how precious that this attitude is towards Hashem. The famous Pasuk from Yirmiyahu that's turned into the famous song, Hashem that Hashem says, when did I love you the most? When did I feel so in love with you? It's when, I remember the kindness of your youth. What was the kindness? It was when you went out into the, de- the desert and you followed after me and you just trusted me. You had no idea. How did it make sense to go into the desert? But you just put all of your hope in me. You, you, like, you just trusted me. And when Hashem saw how much we, we, we completely placed all of our hope into Hashem, we had a full, full version of me'olam kivinu lach. We fully placed all of our hope in Hashem. It melted his heart, kivyachol, so to speak. It made him realize, like, that is when, that's the chesed no'rayach, that's the kindness you did for me. That's, the, that's when I just feel this, this, this love for you. That's what awakens my love for you. And if we want Hashem to look at us with just with pure adoration and, and love and complete joy, we need to put all of our trust in Hashem. The metaphor is easily explained in a baby. Why does a mother love a baby so much? Why does a father love a baby so much? Because it realizes that it is completely dependent on them. Every single... Like, the baby has no other hope other than the parents. It will die. It's completely dependent. And then that builds within us a wellspring of deep, deep love. A powerful love of this is my child. They're dependent completely on me. And then you want to protect them and you want to take care of them and you want to do what's best for them. And that's how Hashem feels about us when we place all of our hope within Him. Hashem, I will never be the perfected version without you. I can never control my impulses without you. I will never f- be able to focus on the details without you. I can't do anything without you. And this is that mindset that makes you realize that really all there is is Hashem. And as much as I think I can do everything, I can't. And as much as I need to be doing Hashtadlas, and I need to be doing my effort, and I need to be putting work in, I realize that it's only Hashem that's getting me through it. And I need to have such a deep faith in Hashem that that this is all there is. And even though I don't understand it and it doesn't make sense and I feel a certain way, this is the reality, is that there's only Hashem. And that's how we are able. That's how we will be able to perfect our actions, perfect the detail, the details in our life, to have Hashem dwell within us so we are able to live at that perfected level because we realize it's all we have. Everything in the world could be taken from us. We could have absolutely nothing. And would we still be okay? The answer to that question is yes. If you fully place only all of your hope in Hashem. Because if the answer to that is yes. That you really fully believe that all you need in life is Hashem. And all you fully put your trust in is Hashem. And everything else is just a phase. It's just a facade. It's not real. You'll be fine. Everything could be taken from you. And you'll be fine. Because you put all of your hope in Hashem. It doesn't mean... You'll be happy. It doesn't mean you'll be okay. But it means 
that you realize that whatever is happening is from Hashem. And no matter what happens, I still have my trust in Hashem. So that is the idea we can learn from the Mishkan. That is the idea that we can learn from Bilvavi Mishkan Evna, building a Mishkan in our heart. That is the idea we can learn from Hashem's perspective of Zacharti Lachasid Noorayach, of how much Hashem savors that dependence on Him, that complete dependence. That's why the Makel, the staff of, of Yaakov and of Aaron, had to be the support beam of the Mishkan. That's why it has to be the supporting beam of our lives, has to be the pure, complete, and utter dependence on Hashem. That is the support beam of our life. And that is what will enable us to feel Hashem within us because it's all there is. And then that is what will enable us to have the perfected details of a perfected life. To be the person we ideally want to be that's living at peak vitality and peak performance through every little minuscule detail because every peak performance person knows it's about the details. And once you realize that, then you will be able to live at that level. It all starts with the makel, it all starts with putting your trust in Hashem completely. There is nothing else but Hashem. Everything in your life is dependent on Hashem. Wishing you a beautiful Shabbos.